0: Welcome to Hello, Easton, PA. I'm your host, Mark Nutting. I'm the owner of Jiva Fitness, an author, business consultant, former actor, dancer, martial artist, superhero, musician, and I love to connect with others. This podcast is a way for me to share the stories of the people I meet in my adopted hometown of Easton, Pennsylvania. Hi, this is Mark Nutting, and welcome. Today, I'm talking to Tara Roy with Tara Roy's loves real estate, and a second business, which is Troy Branding.
1: Hi, Mark. Hi.
0: How are you, Troy?
1: I'm great. Great to be here. Thanks. Good.
0: Glad to have you. Tell me, let's go Let's go with the real estate first. Uh, you love real estate. Tell I me, do. Tell me about your company.
1: So I have been in real estate now. I'm, I'm embarking on my seventh year. I started back in 2018. And um, I just absolutely love it. And so when I started to brand myself, that's how I got the name Tara Roy Loves Real Estate. My affiliation with the brokerage is with EXP Realty. Um, mm-hmm. But every real estate agent is an independent contractor. And we just have to align ourselves with a brokerage. So oh. I don't work for a brokerage, but I am aligned with EXP Realty.
0: Oh, I didn't know that. Yes. That's, that's great. Yes. Yeah.
1: So, um, so I, I've been doing it for seven years. Uh, I have kind of become the concierge for people moving from New York City to Easton uh, because I have a YouTube channel out there, which is Tower Roy Loves Real Estate no, on YouTube, of course. And uh, I've become kind of this, uh, you know, I learned when I started a digital marketing coaching program that it's really important to niche down into a, into mm-hmm. a certain niche. And that's how you're going to find your people. And I resisted it for a really long time because I was like, I don't know who I want to work with. I don't know who it is. And I really want to be this person for New Yorkers. But is that really a niche, like the person for New Yorkers? And when I started to kind of plug into that with my YouTube channel, it actually is my niche is to help buyers find houses in Easton or the Lehigh Valley from New York City, because I used to live in New York City. So I know what the commute is like. I know what it's like to go from big city to small city. And so it's just become this like really comfortable spot for me in my business.
0: So you say concierge, what is that, how is that different?
1: It's different because I take a very consultative approach to real estate, and I know there's a lot of realtors that do that, but considering that I lived the life in New York City, and now I'm living the life in Easton, I can then help them and handhold them. So part of my whole package is like, once you connect with me as a real estate agent, I'm not just gonna help you find your house and leave you. Like, if you need to know who the best doctors are or what the best restaurants are or where you should go shopping for your kids or all all of these things. I'm like this I'm like this person in the area that's going to help them get whatever they need once they move here because it's a huge transition mm-hmm. to go from city living as you know yeah. to a smaller smaller city like like Easton is only a little over 28,000 people in the city of Easton. So yeah. they're a little bit lost sometimes when they get here and so I'm here to help them. That's yeah. my offering.
0: Cool. That's great. You're talking about your your YouTube channel, yes, and uh, using that to bring in New Yorkers or uh, grab New York's attentions and and uh, bring them in. Um, what came first, the, the the branding or the real estate?
1: So the real estate came first, and the way that the branding came about is that I have 19 years of advertising technology background. So prior to living in Easton and being a real estate agent, I was in corporate and I was doing, I was handling large campaigns, major brands in advertising. So I have a lot of that background. Mm-hmm. And I have a lot of creativity just stuffed inside of me. And so once <laughs> I learned how to use Canva, I don't know if you know that tool. I, oh, I, use it I mean, time. if you don't know Canva, everyone, it is the best marketing tool out there for, for just kind of like a beginner, to intermediate, even to excel. It's just a great, great platform to express your creativity. And so when I started to brand myself into Tara Roy Loves Real Estate, it's when I really got my creative juices flowing. Mm -hmm. And so about three years into being a Realtor, I joined a coaching program with one of the top Realtors in the nation. She's top 1% um, across the country for the last 20 years. Her name's Krista Mayshore. And she has been an incredible coach and influence in my business, not just in my business, but my personal life as well. And so when I started to brand myself, I realized like, hey – I'm actually kind of good at this, and my peers across the country noticed. Hey, Tara's really good at Canva. Hey, Tara's really creative. Maybe I can hire her to help me with my branding. Okay. And so I create logos, I create brand. You know, I, I will sit and do a consultation with real estate agents across the country, um, help them figure out their branding colors by. Looking at different palettes and and seeing how they feel about different colors and um, what their message is. I help them come out with a slogan. Um, I help them design their logos. I help them design their brand kits, things like that. So it's just been it, it was unexpected, completely mm-hmm. unexpected and but it's a really awesome little side business because it all goes together, like you said
0: so your your niche for the for the branding is realtors
1: it is they are it is realtors yes but i mean if a small business came to me and said tara can you help me with a new brand absolutely i would not turn them away i'd be super happy to help them because it's just you know for me it's it's my advertising background that kind of gives me that creativity Mm -hmm. um so i would be happy to help anyone in that capacity but yes my niche is definitely realtors because that's where i'm most connected
0: yeah yeah so let's go back to uh, real estate. Yes. We'll bounce back and forth a little bit. Let's do it. There, there are many people that I have multiple businesses <laughs> to like discuss. Um, so back to the real estate, uh, seven years of doing this, what got you into real estate?
1: Right. So when I ended my career in advertising and technology, it kind of came to a very abrupt end for me. And mm-hmm. it was... Traumatizing. I was very it was traumatic to lose my job. I went into work on a Tuesday and I thought that my CEO and president were going to be calling me into the conference room to talk to me about this huge project that I had undertaken uh, an undertaking that I had done for them that they'd been wanting to do for three or four years. I was kind of the newbie. I'd been there a year and a half. I took it on. It was creating a portal for our clients to go to and have all of this information. It was gonna be a web portal. It was super involved. I was hiring voice talent. I was, I was hiring people to write scripts and actors and and web developers. And it was it was really involved and it was going super well. Unbeknownst to me, the person whose job I had replaced got fired from their big big job they went out to do something in a in a 40,000 person company we were like a 250 person company and he had gotten fired from his new big job and he wanted his job back but I was in his job and unfortunately it was kind of a boys club and Mm. they called me in and said we're so sorry it's not you you've done amazing work here but your job's been eliminated we we had to make a downsize and I was like huh when's this other guy coming back? I just knew. I was like, (laughs) I just knew because I knew it wasn't me. I had taken over a team of 10. I had changed processes, made things better, made improvements, taken on this big project. And so on that Tuesday morning, my life just completely changed. And I realized that I did not want to put myself in that position again, where I was just expendable by Mm -hmm. somebody else. I didn't want anyone else to have control over what my destiny was. So I really did a lot of soul searching, um, started a company that year that was short lived. It was like, I, I like to call it a beautiful disaster. Um, but I learned a lot. It was, I got to express my creativity in, in building a website and that really helped me. That's when I first learned about Canva, Canva and, yeah. and websites. And, yeah. um, so it got my juices flowing create creatively. And, uh, it's funny. I, I, I never ever thought about real estate as a, as a career. Mm -hmm. And I was a recruiter in some capacity for a short stint. When I was in the advertising technology, I took a job with a boutique recruitment firm and they were hiring for the advertising technology company. So, or industry. So I was still in it. Um, But I was on the hiring side and it was a hundred percent commission job. And I absolutely hated it because it was just, I need a steady paycheck. I need to know what's happening. I need to know where you know when my bank is going to be filled with some coinage. Um so I was not super thrilled with that job and which is why I was like very resistant to even thinking about starting my own business or my own company. Mm-hmm. But I was really intent on finding something entrepreneurial to do on my own and have make my own way. And over the course of probably 2 or 3 months unsolicited three different people, I don't even know why, it just came into conversation, said you'd make a really great real estate agent.
0: Yeah, funny.
1: And I was like, talk to the hand, heck no, don't want to be a real estate agent. I'm just thinking in my head, 100% commission. I can't live like that ever again. Yeah. And one day I was kind of like meditating, praying, thinking like, why hasn't something come up? Because I was still interviewing for other jobs at this point. Because I have to do something, right? Like I have to be moving forward all the time. Why why hasn't the answer come to me? And it was like sometimes a little seed gets planted in your head and it's like you can call it God, you can call it the universe, whatever you would call it. It was like, wait, three different people in the last two or three months have told me to be a great real estate agent. Why are you resisting that? Mm -hmm. Maybe that is – Maybe that's what you're supposed to do. And as soon as I had that thought, Mark, I honestly like had this wave of calm wash over me. And I was like, that's it. And I embraced it immediately, made an appointment to go see, go talk to a real estate school over in Bethlehem, enrolled pretty quickly. And two months later, I had my real estate license.
0: Wow, well, okay. Yeah.
1: So I felt like I was very directed quick, towards it. Yeah,
0: quick turnaround there. <laughs> yes. that's, that's great. Uh, The, you know, it, it's interesting. You know, A lot of... A lot of businesses, in general, you know, you, you can think about, you know, I, oh, I have to sell, or I have to do this or that, or you know, the commission aspect. But if, you know, if you're a successful, if you're successful with interpersonal communication, you know, you can. Miss, it's really about your ability to communicate with them. And with the the end goal really be, being serving somebody else, making somebody's life better. Yes. And you know, real estate people need houses. People need a place to live. They need houses. And people are, you know, if you can supply them that for them, that it can really make a difference in their
1: life. And they need help. I mean, they yeah. really—it's a—it's a long process sometimes. And yeah. I mean, there's—I've been with buyers in many cases in this crazy market we've had since COVID for twelve to eighteen months. Yeah. Where I've had to guide them the whole way. well, this is what's happening. this is why we're not getting a house. this is what this is what we how we have to adjust what we're doing. um and usually it's it's all about throwing more money in the pot if you're a buyer right now because the market is just very competitive. We're mm-hmm. in such a location. I mean, we live in this little gem, right? We're yeah. right on no. these two rivers here in Easton, and we're Kind of equidistant between New York and Philly, right? And all of those people who now realize I don't have to go into the office every day, they want to be here. Yeah. So they're coming in droves, and you know, I—it's I, funny. I sometimes get on my YouTube channel some some hate messages, some yeah. hate posts. Like, thanks for thanks for bringing you know help contributing the downfall of of our our little city and. I love New Yorkers. I lived there. I think New Yorkers are awesome. I think they add so much culture and vibrance and, you know, they open shops and they open restaurants and I, yeah. I just love it. I think it's amazing. And so I'm happy to support them coming here. Um, but it's it's sometimes a long process. And sometimes, you know, some people, when they're ready to buy, they don't always get a house right away. And there's a lot of steps in between. And mm-hmm. I think a common mis- misconception about real estate is it's like you just go buy a house and it's easy. It's It's right. not that yeah, easy. Yeah.
0: <laughs> there was a real short supply there
1: oh the supply and demand is really a huge problem we have such low inventory Mm -hmm. here in in the lehigh valley and we have many many more buyers who want to be here and buy homes and unfortunately there's just not enough for everybody to go around
0: yeah there seems to be a lot of apartments opening up you know with all the new buildings and and uh things going on so apartment life you know of course you know, one of the one of the draws if you're leaving New York City is to own your own, you know, house. You know? Mm-hmm. I mean, I know that. Uh, I mean, Heather, I loved living in this the city. But my wife, Heather, uh, she she. We, we had a place in Maine. We moved to Maine from, from New York City. Right. And we bought a house up there, and she just loved having the land and the garden.
1: Well, that's you one know, of the reasons I came here, too. We, yeah. My husband, Mike, and I, we were like, okay, we've done the city for a decade, and let's see what else. We'll look like. What's our next chapter, right? Like, where are we going to go? And, yeah. and I was just like, I want to be somewhere where I can have a yard and have, right. you know, fresh, clean air. Not that our air is that great here, actually, but um, to have open space and neighbors and, you know – not sharing a wall with anybody. And when we first moved to Easton, there was this gorgeous building on third street, just gorgeous. It was for sale. And I was like, Nope, we're not even looking there. Like it's in, it's downtown. There's no parking. It's, it's too much like living in Brooklyn where we lived. Right. But man, looking back on it, how cool it had been to live on Third Street, you know, and just be able to kind of still have that city life um, and walk to your coffee shop and things like that. But I do love where we live, but it's, um, it is a huge difference. It's a, people want, people want open air.
0: Yeah. Now, uh, tell me if I'm wrong. I, I thought I heard you say, not on the, I mean, the other day we were talking. Um, that you work both the buyers and, and, and the seller?
1: I do. Yeah. I work both sides of it. So there, in real estate, you can do one or the other, or you can do both. And yeah. I really enjoy both sides of the transaction. So I love helping buyers find home. It's a little bit more difficult, more challenging these days to do that because of the low inventory. But I also love to be on the seller side because on the seller side, that's where I get to do my marketing and my marketing gets sure. to shine through. Yeah. So I what sets me apart maybe from other realtors is this digital marketing course that I've been in for the last three years is I know how to a hire a videographer to create a gorgeous video. Mm -hmm. And I'm kind of the star of the video. I'm it's, it's, I'm not just doing houses. I'm, I'm doing an HGTV commentary for five or six minutes on a video. And then I'm, I know how to mass distribute that across a tri-state area to bring in buyers from out of out of state. So, I know how to geo-target to New York City using Google advertising and using Facebook ads to bring people from other places. And so it's very helpful because people will say, "Okay, well, I have a house on the market and I'm going to do an open house." Well, open houses are very common and they're, but they're very old school, right? Like Mm -hmm. you don't actually need to do open houses. I find open houses to be a intrusive for the people that live there. It's unsafe because people are coming in and looking at your stuff. We've had instances where people are stealing, you know, medicine out of people's cabinets, things like that. It's pretty crazy. Um, And also, you know, with the low inventory, it's not really that important to do open houses now because you put a house on the market and it's, it's There's gonna be gone. people yeah. are going to be coming anyway, yeah. but um, it's just having having this new kind of 2021, 2022, 2023, 2024. it's when like the digital era has really sure. kind of started to hit.
0: A lot of and video I wanted to walkthroughs. Some yes, of that. That's, I wanted to I mean, you know people buying houses really sight unseen. They've seen it on yes. online. Which,
1: by the way, anyone listening, I never recommend buying a house sight well, unseen. <laughs>
0: yeah, I would have to walk in a place myself. But 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 the people, you know, do people it, are though. doing it. They do it. And it was unimaginable before, but now you can get it, you know, the videos will give you a real sense of what the the, the property is like.
1: It's a whole lot different than just looking at some pictures online for sure, is to have the video that highlights every single space of the of the house and and people You know, we live now in a very, I would call it like a, almost like a voyeuristic uh, Mm. society. We want to watch what other people are doing. And when so you have, being filmed in a, in, in a house, walking through and saying, okay, here's where we are, and giving little facts about the house that the owners have supplied to me, it just makes it really interesting for people who are looking and they're like, oh, well, that's where, that's where they had their morning coffee, or oh, this is where uh-huh. they had their workout space, or whatever it is. It's just, sure. it, it brings the house alive, I think.
0: Yeah. Cool. Yeah. Uh, let's let's shift over to you.
1: Okay, to me.
0: Where, where are you from originally?
1: Originally, I'm from Bethlehem, Pennsylvania. Oh, you're a local girl. (laughs) I am a local girl. I did leave the area for 18 years. So when I graduated from high school, which was Liberty High School go hurricanes um (laughs) i i went kind of as far as a far away as i could go without going to alaska i went to malibu to college and at pepperdine university that
0: is so depressing it was (laughs) it
1: was a really really sad place to go i mean seeing that sparkling sapphire blue ocean every day from the window of my dorm was really terrible yeah um but yeah so i went as, as pretty far as possible and, um, was it, was
0: that just because of the attraction of Hawaii or, or you really wanted to get out of the area, kind so of, kind of experience a different life
1: before my brother, I have a brother mm-hmm. and he's, he was two year, two grades ahead of me in school and my whole family had never been to California. And so when we went to California, um, to take him to school, we all kind of took a family trip to California for yeah. two weeks. And I was like, wow, this place is incredible. And then we saw the school. And I was like, if he's going here, I'm going here." So he went to Pepperdine two years before me mm-hmm. and I just kind of followed. So it was a really great it was a really great way to do it because he was there for he was there for my last two years or my first two years, his yeah. last two years and so I wasn't super homesick because my brother was there. Sure. And I got to yeah. pal around with him. And I also got to experience this whole new world of being on the West Coast. And the, the culture is just completely different. It's super laid back. And to this day, we still call each other dude. Because we thought it was so funny that the surfers are like, I mean, it was it was like the movies. They really were right. like, they dude, really do hey, dude, dude, this, dude, that. And they really do say dude. So we still, we're still still each other's dude. It's pretty funny. Yeah. So once I graduated from college, my parents were like, when are you coming home? Like every week, like when are you coming home? What's, what's the plan? What's the plan? And I was like, you know, all my friends that I graduated with are all staying in this LA area. Like, what am I going to do? Come home to Bethlehem? Like, I don't know anybody there. What am I going to do for business? Hmm. And I really just felt like I needed to kind of stay put for a while. So I started my career in advertising in Los Angeles. And so I was there for about four years after I graduated, had an awesome kind of beginning of my adulthood there. I still have like a very warm place in my heart for LA because of having grown into a grown up there. I feel like I had my first Apartment on my own. I leased my first car on my own, and I had my first big job on my own. And so, um, I really loved being there. Finally, I decided. It's actually when my car lease was up. I was like, okay, now it's time for a big change. Like, I'm losing my car. What am I going to do? And I thought, okay, I've I put my family through enough being so far away for a long time, and they had gone through some health issues. My dad had a quintuple bypass. My mom had Mm. had uterine cancer, and I was like, I'm really far away. If, and they weren't that old or anything, but I was like, if there's an emergency, like I'm far away, I want to be closer to home. So I considered DC and then I considered Boston. And then I was like, wait, if I'm going to do this, let's do it right. And that's when I moved to New York city. Yeah. Yep. And so I was gone for 18 years and then I came back and I never, ever thought I would move back to the Lehigh Valley. I really had no interest at all. I loved visiting my family from New York city. Um, But when my husband and I decided we were going to start trying to have a family, I was like, I don't want to be one of those subway moms that's like rolling a stroller down the road in Brooklyn and asking people to help me bring my stroller down to the subway. And like, I just didn't want that lifestyle with children. I loved the lifestyle as like a a couple, but I didn't want it with kids. So I was like, let's just for fun, go look for houses. My friend's mom was a realtor and I feel so bad because I didn't know what it entailed to show houses. Then I just thought it was fun. And so we, we looked at 27 houses, 27 houses, poor woman. Thank you, Bernie Shiner. Um, So uh, we looked at so many houses and then one day we, we stepped into our house and it was it. It was just Mm -hmm. like, this is, wow, this is amazing. This is where we want to be. We, we put a bid in and we got the offer and we're like, what did we just do? Like we literally, but we, we had a nice slow transition from New York to here because we bought the house in December and it needed some work. It's an old house okay. on College yeah. Hill, so we hired a contractor, and he worked on it for about five months before we actually moved. We moved in May. Yeah. So yeah. So that's I'm surprised
0: little- that didn't scare you from the real real estate business, you know, the fact that you, had, you visited twenty seven houses. I you know. I know. Sounds I, like sounds like a lot of work.
1: It sounds like a lot of work, and from being a buyer. It was so confusing. Like, yeah. I, if, you're, if you're not, because now it just seems like second nature. I'm explaining this all day long. I can do it in my sleep. I can do it backwards. But when you don't know anything about real estate, it's a lot to process. There's a lot to learn. The contracts are 14 pages long, plus you have mm. the addendums, and it's right. confusing, and there's all this lingo, and it's a lot. So I was thoroughly confused. I was just literally trusting my uh, my friend's mom, who was my realtor at the time, to just take me through it. Yeah. 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 Yeah.
0: And when we sold our place in uh, Maine, it was my sister-in-law, who was, who was the realtor. Ah, and, okay. Uh, so she managed all that stuff. Yeah. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah. So Please it's do. important
1: to find somebody you trust when you're selling or yeah. buying a house. Not just, you know, a neighbor's friend, sister's brother's cousin, because like everyone knows 10 realtors. You need to really be careful to pick the right one. Yeah. Yeah. yeah.
0: Um, so what else do you do with your time? Hobbies. You get stuff going on,
1: right? I do. I love to cook. It's one of my passions is cooking. And um, I started a live Facebook cooking show last year, 2022. No, sorry, 2023 in January. It was a challenge to myself because to be on social media on a weekly basis, to have an audience on a weekly basis was kind of like the, the pull of it doing something that I love and I, and I love cooking and I have to make dinner anyway. So every Tuesday I do a show on my uh, Facebook page called Tasty Tuesdays with Tara and I create, you know, gourmet meals and halfway through last year, I joined um, a weight loss program. So mm-hmm. it's funny because in the beginning of the year when I was cooking, I was doing things like here's how you make fried pickles and oh, yeah. "and here's how you you know, make this really terribly horrible for you kind of yummy food. Um, yeah. And about halfway through, it all changed its focus to eating mm-hmm. how I eat now because I don't eat fried food. I don't eat um, – carby things. I don't do dairy anymore. So it's been, it's been an interesting challenge because I'm showing people now how to eat in a really healthy, whole food, green, vibrant way.
0: How did that, did you notice a a shift or what were people saying as you made that transition? What was your audience saying uh, as you went through?
1: It's funny. I, 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 I think people are actually really searching for how to eat healthier, um, in Mm. a busy lifestyle. So I actually got really good feedback on like, oh, I never thought to combine those two things, or I never thought that something so healthy could be that delicious. So it's really rewarding when people DM me on Facebook and say, Hey, I, I tried that recipe and it was amazing. And I'm like, yay, healthy eating for you. That's, it's great. It's been, it's been really, it's been doubly rewarding. Yeah. Yeah.
0: Uh Um, you had a little previous experience with the the sort of weekly stuff. Weren't you doing, wasn't it, was it Mike playing on Mondays and you were <sighs> yes, sort of the host of his? I
1: was, so I guess that got me into like being, well, okay, so I've always been a ham. Like when I, in college, I, I was.
0: Um- well, that's hard to believe because you're so shy. <laughs>
1: I'm super shy. I know. Yeah. I'm very like in a shell. Uh, but I. I'm
0: shy. <laughs> <Yeah>.
1: <laughs> so shy. Yeah. Um, so when I lived in Europe for a year in college, I studied abroad and people still had, you know, their little camcorders. And I was always the one, mm-hmm. like, popping in, like, hi, now we're in Strauss, like, we're wherever we are. We're in, yeah. like, you know, Salzburg or wherever we are. And I'm, like, taking over the commentary. So I guess I feel pretty comfortable in front of the camera because I grew up with my dad always having a video camera in our faces. Oh, yeah. Like, yeah. we would – he would document everything by video, everything. Like, we have – and then when we, as we got older, he'd be like, let's go to Bermuda tonight. And he would set up – he he, would, these old movie reel-to-reel camera, yeah, you know yeah. the old things because it was I was born in the seventies, so um, he'd be like, "Let's go to Bermuda tonight," and they would bring out this slide down screen you know the pop-up <laughs> ones hilarious. and he'd set up his movie camera the movie player um and we would literally make popcorn and sit around as a family and revisit our trips to where we had been we'd be like we're going to texas now we're going oh, you fun. know so we would do that as a family so i guess i was just used to always being on camera and you know i am not i am not a shy person so it worked out well but yeah my husband mike is a musician roy and the Seeger people shameless shameless plug yeah. um and he uh as part of, I guess, my marketing spirit, I, I talked him into doing this weekly live show on Facebook. We named it Music Mondays with Mike. As you can tell, I really like alliteration. Yeah. Um, and it became this thing. It's sad, kind of COVID kind of ruined it. But we did a hundred episodes. It was over the course of two years. And what we used yeah. to do is we'd have people to our home on Monday night, different musicians throughout the valley, and they would come to our house. And I would always make like a delicious pot of soup so that everyone could sit around and have like soup and bread after they performed. And we would visit with them and get to know them. But they would come and it was an hour-long show every week, and we would welcome, you know, welcome the guests, and then they, they would just play together. It was awesome. It was yeah. so much fun. And he had a great viewership. I mean, he had anywhere from 1,500 to 2,000 people watching every single oh, week.
0: Wow, Super cool. Great. It was yeah. really,
1: it was really fun. But it was tiring. It was a lot.
0: Yeah. Well, the, the, you know, anytime you commit to the, one of those uh, there, there's pressure to that. There I mean, even is. you know, I, my intent with the podcast was to make sure I did a podcast week. Yes. And it's just sometimes it's just tough wrangling people in to do that with
1: wrangling people in, or you like you might feel like I don't really want to do it this yeah. week. Like there have been times where I've had to force myself to continue to do it. Um, but it's just you move on. It's that's why you have to challenge yourself to do it. Yeah. It was it was really really it was a cool experience.
0: Good. Yeah. Um. So now I. As you talked about making food for the musicians. Yes. It makes me wonder now, when did you, you obviously have a love for cooking.
1: I do. I love cooking.
0: When did that start?
1: So I think when I was very young, my parents were part of a gourmet club. Oh, yeah. Yeah. They called it gourmet. They just called it gourmet. Like they were the gourmet group and they just were like, we have gourmet tonight. Like it was just like a a word, a noun. Like they're like, it's gourmet. Yeah. Um, they were, they had five really good couple friends. Well, five, five couples in total. Mm -hmm. So four other couple friends that they, they would do this every six weeks. They would get together and they would create a gourmet meal. And it was far before the internet. I mean, I was, this was happening from the time I remember. I mean, I think it was Mm -hmm. happening when I was born and they, they did every single country on the planet. Oh yeah. They would go Mm to the light, the host of the, of the, that gourmet. Would go to the library. They would get out books. Cause cook. that's what we did. That's Just what we did. That's what us oldies did, right? We went to the library yeah. before the internet. Um, and they would they would get books on these different cultures, different countries, and they would the host would create the menu. The host would be in charge of the specialty alcoholic beverage and the main course of the meal, mm-hmm. and then they would copy photocopy recipes that they wanted to have to accompany the meal. And then yeah. each other couple would, would create a side dish hmm. or dessert. And then the host couple was allowed to bring a surprise guest. Like wh- whoever they wanted that was outside of the gourmet group right. would come. So it was a dozen people, dozen grown ups around a table, eating delicious foods from other countries every six to eight weeks it was. And so I grew up eating things like curry and Thai and – you know, from everywhere. I ate Mexican, I ate Italian, I ate Spanish. I tried, because they they always made enough that they could have, bring a little bit home. And so I was exposed to food really early. Yeah. And so watching my parents get ready for these events was really cool. And my parents are both just really great cooks. And so I grew up eating really good food and I realized I needed to learn how to do it. So I started experimenting in college when I had my first apartment. Yeah. 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 And, wasn't very good but I just got better and better and here I am I love to make food it's it's when I lived in New York City and I had high pressure advertising jobs there'd be times when I would come home from work at 10 o'clock at night you know yeah. I'd get there yeah, yeah. in the morning and I'd be home at 10 o'clock at night and I'd a stressful day I would unwind by cooking even though it was mm. 10 o'clock at night and yeah. I sometimes didn't even end up eating it because it was too late by the time it was done but I it was a stress reliever for me to just yeah get out all the ingredients and, and chop and, and prepare. It just, it, it's soothing to me. So I, I really love it. That's great. Yeah. Anything
0: I've missed that you'd like people to know?
1: Ooh, well,
0: you I am- just, Personal or professional, you know, whatever, uh, you, you think that you'd like to share.
1: Well, I'm for hire if you need a real estate agent.
0: (laughs) (laughs) And just in case you didn't think that was the the case.
1: Shameless bug. Um, But, I mean, I really just have a spirit of wanting to help people. So I, I care about humanity. I care about what people's needs are. And so I just really love people. I love to have conversations. This is awesome that I'm getting to sit here with you, Mark, who I haven't seen in a few years and just reconnect. I love human connection. And yeah. there's been so little of that since COVID. I mean, I know it's four years later, but I think we're still suffering the effects of people no, I, I kind think of so, completely. being in a shell. Well, you know? it's, it's
0: not just, you know, it's we get out of the habit of socializing.
1: We do. I remember when we could go to bars again and you know, it's like, okay, everything's open now. And it's like, well, I've been home for a year and a half and I kinda like it here. And you just you forget that it's so cool to connect with people. Yeah. In fact, um, I came I, I I went to this networking event with you this week and I had to force myself to do it because I'm such a homebody now, right? Yeah. Like and I was like, this year in 2024, I want to be out and about more. I want to get back into just being social and being out there. And it was really rewarding to, to do that. Like I sat in yeah. a room with you and I think there was maybe seven or eight other people.
0: Yeah.
1: And it was awesome to sit amongst small business owners and just mastermind. It yeah. was incredible. And so I think it was a really great way to start 2024 in my own goal of getting out there more yeah, and, yeah. and being more social. So I, you know, the people who I'm out and about with right now are really my clients. I mean, it's not like I'm a hermit and I never come out. I do, but I want to find ways to be social in different ways. I don't like to sure. go to bars and drink alcohol anymore. It's like not my jam yeah. anymore. Yeah. It's kind of like 2020 killed that for me. Mm-hmm. And, um, it's cool to find, and especially with my the, my new healthy eating habits, too. I don't drink alcohol anymore. Yeah. So it's, like, not that much fun to go to a bar and watch everyone else drink. <laughs> so I'm trying yeah. to find ways to do different things with people and have experiences with connection. Like, hey, do you want to go for a walk in the park? Like, that's so weird. Like, 2020 Tara would have never thought to do something like that. But it's it's been really cool. So I love people. We're always evolving. We're always changing. You know, we always have different thoughts you know we're not the same person we were yesterday i just i just i love people it's awesome that's
0: great thank you so much tara i appreciate you for being here and being part of this um some fascinating stuff you got going on (laughs) and good luck with all of it
1: thank you so so much
0: thanks for listening to hello Easton, pa this is mark Nutting hoping that you'll stop by again to find out more about your fellow Estonians. Have a great day.